Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Blog Talk and all of the podcast listeners out there. We're about to go live over on Facebook Live as well. Where people can see our faces. Uh, it's uh, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. And we're live at the Sports Attic. It's my partner, Al Larcher. Hi. I'm Clark Lawrence. And hey, what's up, partner? It's good to see you tonight. Good. You were frozen for so now you're back. It's weird. Right. It's coming on and off. Did, did it happen again? It oh, yeah. did, but now you're back. So All right. Well, that's wonderful. Back. That's just great. Uh, a lot of things to cover. We come at you live from Chicago, Illinois, of course. What the hell? We come at you live from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we're here to talk about a lot of things, a lot of uh, fantasy football. Al happens to be quite the guru when it comes to daily fantasy football. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Three and no Chicago Bears, I'd imagine. Oh and, uh, I've, never been more dis- I've never been more disappointed in a three and no team in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh three and oh is three and oh. Um I believe yeah. that the new projections show him going ten and six and making the playoffs. Uh whose projection? All right. There was a guy, I heard it on a radio show and I didn't I don't have any I don't ha- I can't like uh, throw a link to you. Right? No sources. What'd you say? I got a projection. I have a projection. This is the L Archer projection system. Now that guy's projection system is bullshit. Uh, you might be onto something, man. You really, really uh, might be onto something. I buy many of things. Yes, you are. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm double checking to make sure that that we're on the uh, the blog talks. There, we we are on the blog. Wow, we are. Technology has got us. I have been working on this computer all day. I had to get a backup, but we are here. We are with you live. We may get Kellen from Beer Down, your buddy over there, to, uh, to join us here today. Excellent. I'm sure he's got plenty of uh, interesting things. We'll see what happens. Uh, if you're watching this live on Facebook, leave a comment. We will uh, we will answer it there, of course. Uh, you're welcome to join us. And I do believe that you can catch us uh, at our phone number today as well. If you want to give us a call at 760-454-8834, that'd be great. 760-454 or reach us uh, via the Facebook Live uh, and let's let's interact let's talk what's going on with your waiver wires this week not quite as many injuries as last last week um how did how did you do after coming off of all the injuries uh, to McCaffrey to Barkley and things like that how'd you do in your fantasies um Al? well in my two well in my two high stakes uh games one one um number one undefeated uh high score of the league and the other one I'm I'm one and two and somewhere in the middle and I haven't had much success Honestly, in free agency, I haven't I haven't really made any big moves or tried to make a, any any difference. I, I like the guys I like, and some of the guys I'm jumping up to get I don't think are real answers. So I'm I'm kind of just waiting. And this is a week where nothing really excites me. I think some of the top suggestions are guys who are already rostered. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's not there's not a lot hidden this week, and there's not a lot of uh, Right. It's not quite what we had going on last week. Like, uh, you know, uh, last week there, were, there was a lot going on there. This week, uh, interesting, of course, right, uh, with Carson going down. Man, a lot of people about 
that's I can't almost any hit or the uh, the Dallas defender rolled up over Chris Carson there to cause the injury. But uh does that does that interest anybody in Carlos Hyde who is uh currently owned in fourteen percent of all leagues? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Carlos Hyde Carlos Hyde's the number two suggestion on the board by Miles again. I believe the uh, Dolphins, but it's dependent on Chris Carson's status. You know, Rex Burkhead could be a good pickup, dependent on what James White's going through right now. Right, right. Uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson Jr. is is Moser coming back. Are, so, are these guys playable this week? I mean, maybe Wilson Jr. if Mozart's still out, right? Yeah, all, all three of those guys are good if the guy in front of them is out. Right, right, right. You know, it's just a question of, and then now you got the news that the what is it? The Titans have COVID, so their game might get canceled. So, you and know, I, I, I don't. Know. The NFL as of today, yeah, that really throws the wrinkle into into what we got to think about for waiver wire. That's crazy. Um, but the NFL today, as of today, uh, all all systems go. I believe they're playing Pittsburgh. Uh, they say they're going to pl- yeah. they're going to play it on Sunday, but possibly moving it till Monday to allow for more testing and contact tracing and things like that. Wow. You know, my my take on this is really if a team gets COVID, they should just be eliminated from the league. That's it. You're done for the year. You go home and you keep playing. And if all, you know whatever's left is left. That's how, that's I mean how it should work. What's the limit there? Like at any point, or if it happens to you, you know a day after a game, you know, when you had just had a ton of interaction with other people or, or you're done. Does Minnesota, are they eliminated because they played a game with the Titans on Sunday? If they can't feel the roster because of COVID, the whole team just gets eliminated. They, you send them home. But I mean, isn't there a practice squad where these guys haven't been around the others necessarily? So, I mean, I think you could feel the team pretty much with, I mean, they might call you Al. If, can you still get nose, nose guard there? Can you get, get down in a stance or anything? No, no. I mean, Tom Brady still plays, and he's older than me, but that's about it. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, I could kick for a team, maybe. I mean, I can't kick, but I would show up and put the uniform on. Random thought. Uh, I just saw a clip this week from like '05 or '06 or something when Lane Kiffin was the the head coach of the of the uh, Raiders, and he mm-hmm. he sent Janikowski out for a 76-yard kick attempt at the end of the first half. He was fi- it? Nope, and he and Lane Kiffin was fired like 2 days later. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> a good call. Now his old man, now that was a guy who could coach. Lane Kiffin? Monty Kiffin. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. The innovator, you know what defense he created? Uh the uh the the uh the 4-6. No, that's Buddy Ryan. Which one was uh? Which one did he create? The Tampa two. Oh, the the Tampa two. The is that the um? Is that the Lovey Smith? Juice. Is that the Lovey yes. Smith? Yeah. That is the Lovey Smith who came from Tampa, where uh, Kiffin was uh, was one of the guys. Oh, yeah. look, it's the show, baby. Hazel, you want to look and say hi to uh? You want to look and say hi to Larcher? Here, no, right here. Look. Hey. Can you say How hi? How you doing? He wants to talk to you. Hey, what's up, Hazel? Talking to the microphone. Hi. Say, say who's, your How favorite, are you? who's your favorite football team? This is your favorite football team. No. Oh, that would be the Bears. No, who's Good your, question. Who, who's your favorite football team, Hazel? A daddy. A dad, daddy's favorite team. 
Can you say let's go Cubbies? Let's go Cubbies. Oh, thank Hazel. you. Hazel, shame on you. Terrible. Give me a quick bear down. Isn't there a mother around here or something? A wrangly? I'm just kidding. I love you, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Bye. Are you going to sleep? Oh, you just came out to say hi? All right. See you later. Um, could you uh, maybe make sure you shut the door on you? Behind you? Oh, you're so great. I love you, sweetheart. See, now, does that make me look like a jerk for telling her to shut the door behind herself? Or, or responsible? Because I don't want her to just walk in here. Look at this. I picked up I picked up Miles Gaskin last week in my league. Already ahead of the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that was great. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just got the Your apology. Just the yeah, she just gave me the apology. But yeah, it's fine. That that might we're, our views are going to be out of this world now. Sorry, partner. Sometimes I play poker down here, and she comes down and says hi during poker. That's a little bit different. And hell, I, I, the way that TV's gone and all these shows lately, you see kids and dogs pop into all these damn things now. It's so annoying. All those shows should be canceled. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Can you send me the link for the video? Hang on. Uh, so what are, what are you picking up there? Well, I was just bragging how I already have Miles uh, Gaskin sitting on my bench. So don't you can't you know I don't want you thinking you're gonna get him because he's already he's already gone. Oh, in our league together. Of course, you picked up that guy who put up like 30 points, Yeah, he was, uh, Robinson. He was sitting on my damn bench, uh, the, the feller from Rockford, Illinois. I think he's going to be a pretty decent pickup. I got Davis sitting there. I might start both of them up this upcoming week. We'll see what happens. Uh, I went 3-0 and this week, Al. Uh, my slimmest margin was a .35 win uh, over in Ross's league. You're in that league with me. And then uh, – Yeah, I was – I was pretty upset because I uh, I was sure you were dropping that game and I would just keep moving up. I am officially ahead of you in the rankings. You are uh, fifth where I'm third, you know, but we do have the same record. I just have uh, a lot more points than you because you, I'm a better fantasy player. Are you talking about over in the Ross League? Yeah, in the Ross League. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, hang on. I, I think we're going to get a beer down guest in here pretty soon. Um, yep. You know, did you want to get into discussing uh, the Bears here shortly? Well, I mean, sure. Uh, what else can we discuss? The, uh, you well, know, a heartbreaking moment uh, seeing uh, the misty-eyed uh, Mitch Treminsky uh, on the sideline uh, as his, as his uh, career as a starting quarterback in the NFL uh, seems to have come to an end, an immediate end. And uh, I don't think he will ever uh, be a starter again outside of an injury. Yeah, no, that might be the that might be the case there. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it, I I I did like that he got he had a pretty nice tackle on his final play ever, possibly with the Chicago Bears. So let's not That's look good. past that. Yeah. No, not at all. No, you can't. Hang on. Um, yeah. Uh, were you? A little surprised by the timing. I mean, I know that he had overthrown Miller earlier in the game, and then that pick was pretty terrible. But I just didn't realize how short the leash was. Uh, I mean, he'd been two and zero. Not that he looked great in this game. I just the timing. I had gone upstairs uh, actually to to check on my daughter who was napping at the time and caught a a message about it. And uh, 
came back downstairs, and sure enough, Foles was in the game. It was crazy. Yeah. As I said, um, on the other program, I predicted the Bears were going to lose that game 31-17, which is exactly what they were trending to do. That that, that was going to be the end of that game. Right. But, however, in in my projections in that game, uh, I didn't project the uh, switch of quarterback. I thought that was going to come after this game. I did think it was going to happen, but I thought he was going to have this whole game. Like after they got beat 31-17 or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Nagy pulls pulls the thing, and he, he pulls the quarterback, and he makes the switch in the middle of the game, and uh, it made a difference. I mean, that offense came alive under Foles. You know, Foles threw that interception that was the tie ball with Marcus Robinson that even the uh, uh, the announcers and the expert of officiating claimed was a uh, Robinson touchdown because the tie goes to runner. But I was just happy to see the aggression of going to Robinson on a and a quick uh, a post out. Um, oh yeah, same here. Oh, that sounds lovely. Um, Snickers commercial on the phone. Yeah, uh, I didn't. All right, so rewatching that touchdown that got taken away from Robinson. Uh, I, I, if it had been called uh, an interception on in the field, I, I thought it was going to stay. But the fact that it was called the touchdown, I didn't see them bringing it back. You know? No, I didn't. I mean, when I saw the play, I go, "Well, that was an interception." I mean, my honest to god opinion was it was an interception. Right. So, but then when but then you started convincing yourself, you're like, "Shit, they're not going to overturn this. They're not going to be able to overturn." And then they did. I was like, "Oh, it's bullshit." Even though, when it comes down to it, I'm pretty positive it was the right call. We'll see. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's the way I see it too. Wonderful. Uh yep. Yeah, I'm excited about what we're gonna see going forward. I don't know um that the Bears are gonna be any better, but uh hey, I'm getting feedback from your end from me. Oh, you are? You you're doubling up on you? Yeah, I hear I hear me when I'm uh, when I'm talking from you, coming out of your shit. Oh, shit, I'm um, not getting any of that, and I'm not hearing it on any of our feeds. But give me a moment, and I'll see what I can do. All right, all right, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry. So uh, what was I saying? We were talking about. Uh, oh yeah, I'm excited, looking forward to see what the Bears are going to do. They got a tough matchup with the Colts. The schedule gets really daunting. I mean, it gets like if you're being a realist, you're you're looking. I mean, you got Tampa. Um, I think you got the Rams. You know, there's like one or two easy games in there, but it's a lot of really tough matchups uh, with some pretty good defenses going forward. And the Indianapolis Colts are going to be tough. Like that's not a that's not a cakewalk. I mean, that's a defense that's going to come and play football. And uh, we're going to see what this offense is finally. We're finally going to know um, can this offense sustain and get us eight or nine wins and maybe playoff uh, hopes. Or is this team as bad as I really think they are? And I think they're really bad. So um, this game is this game is very, very, very interesting. And uh, I look forward to watching Sunday. And I hope for the best. I hope the Bears. Um, I hope I'm wrong, and the Bears are a better team. Uh, we have so we have the Colts. Mm-hmm. We have the Buccaneers mm-hmm. on Thursday night. We have the Panthers, which should be a cakewalk. Yep. We have the Rams. We have the Saints. We have the Titans. 
Uh, Vikings, I don't know what's going on there. Then you get the Packers, and then you start talking Lions, Texans. There's some Jaguars. But, yeah, I mean, that's not easy. The, the, the next four or five games are really tough stretch. So we're going to know who this team is by the time that's over with. And I, I think we're going to have a very good indication come uh, come this Sunday, uh, the 4th, against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So I like – at times I think the defenses look great. I mean, it, it, they gave up a lot of points to Atlanta, but, I mean, it, it seems like everybody's still giving up some points to Atlanta. It's not yeah, like – Atlanta has an offense. It's not like that just went away. Um, yeah. And I am – it could be false excitement, and I'm fully here to admit this. Uh, Kellen says about 20 minutes, by the way. Uh, and I'm fully here to admit this, that um, I could be wrong, but it looks like it's a it looks like a new offense with Nick Foles, with a quarterback who's been here, who doesn't look like he's out of, out of his element. I mean, we watch those plays side by side, and sure, a different defensive coverage, as you have pointed out, but the, the touchdown pass to Anthony Miller. The one that Mitch had missed him, overthrew him by earlier in the game. Uh, it, yeah. After the game, we found out that Nick Foles told Anthony Miller to run to the L in the ATL in the end zone, and he knew that he he knew that the blitz was coming, and he threw that while he was getting hit and made it more accurate than Mitch had made earlier. Now I say all of this, yeah, and I'm still going to be a little bit of a Mitch apologist on this because earlier in the game I was so excited about that 45 yard run that he had. But that that part's gone from the game. But I, it just it doesn't seem to matter. It seems like Nick Foles. The game has slowed down a lot for him compared to Mitchell Trubisky. And we've had plenty of time for Mitchell Trubisky to step up his game, and it doesn't look like it's happening. No, it never happens. It never happened, and it never will happen. He is not uh, a quality quarterback. He just he, I, I I maybe it's a mental thing. It very much could be a mental thing. Who's gonna who, uh, who's he, picking him up to sit on their bench next year? That's why. Where where do you see Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, Arizona backing up Kyler Murray down there, maybe somewhere like that. Like he's gonna. This might be the Mark Sanchez, you know. Like he'll he'll go and sit on the bench somewhere. He'll go to he'll go to the Chargers. He'll go to the Chargers, back up Aber, and uh, you know. Yep. He'll have one or two big games at some point in his career, and everyone will go, "Oh, remember Mitch." Because he'll come in and he'll be the he'll he'll be able to run the ball a time because the other team hasn't game planned for it right like they'll be able to do that a little bit. What I want to know is that North Carolina he sat on the bench behind somebody else for like two years. Where the hell is that guy that he sat behind? Like Ryan Pace, is this it? Like are are you are you done with him or are they going to have that mediocre enough season that Ryan Pace is going to stick around for a while longer here? Well, I tell you what, I'm done with him. I mean, the guy, he, he, he flubbed one of the cakewalks of picking quarterbacks. I was like, it was one of the easiest seasons to pick quarterbacks. You had three guys that, that would have been better, um, and you don't take any of them. You take, you take the turd of the group, and you take him first. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I, I mean – Watson I, would have worked out just fine, right? Hey, Tony, thanks for joining the show. He says, me too, Al. I think he was talking about that right there. Amen. Um, yeah. Thank you, Tony. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Um, you got to, we have fools right now. Just roll with it. Would you rather, are there other quarterbacks that were there while we're second-guessing pace here? 
Are there other quarterbacks that you wish that they would have gone after other than Foles? Uh, I mean, it appears that what's his name, uh, Bridgewater, isn't getting the job done in Carolina. Cam, that's how many teams are saying that about Cam right now. I mean, Belichick took took him for next to nothing, and nobody else had talked to the guy. I think if you go back and you listen to our shows from last year in the off season, I mean, he was the guy I was pushing for. He was the guy I thought could. He was the only one I thought would make a difference on this team if we could get him. So, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, Pace has to go. Yeah, Pace, Pace does have to go. Thanks for chiming in with that one. I, I, I agree. It, it's the, the the time is done. What what's his, what's Pace's biggest hit so far? I mean, can we say that the trade for for Mac? Probably not Marcus yet. Robinson in free agency. Um, what about the uh, the draft of Eddie Jackson and uh, Tariq Cohen in the fourth round? No, Trey Cohen. Trey Cohen's bullshit. Allen Robinson. They, I think he said. Mine. They they signed Trey Cohen to make it look like he did something. Uh, Trey Cohen. I mean, God, I'm sorry he's out for the year, but he wasn't in a solution whatsoever. Yeah, Allen Robinson, the best wide receiver against man coverage, definitely is the play. The Khalil Mack thing, I can't give him credit for because the guy sucks up so much of the money. Yeah. So much uh, of what we, we could do to build a team uh, all in one player. Now, if we had the quarterback that was put behind with Allen Robinson and you had Matt dominating on defense, you could have made the case. I understand what he was trying, but what he tried failed. And now, and now we have very expensive defense that's playing subpar. I did see a, a nice statistical article on Cleo Mack today that he actually is really dominating against the run. So um, I'm going to start laying off a little bit of my criticism of him. I like that. But, you know, the defense is still subpar. And, look, we're going to see how good this run defense is when you got uh, the Indianapolis Colts coming at you because, uh, you know, this this kid can run, this uh, Taylor, and he can catch balls. And uh, they're just going to keep pounding the rock, which is what they do. And uh, we'll see if the Bears are going to be able to sustain and hold them. And I'm hoping they can. I mean, the Bears may be capable of stopping the run. Um, this this defense is capable of doing things. Um, the the rookie, uh, he did draft that rookie cornerback who's playing really well for the Bears. Yeah. So oh. uh, everything hasn't been a total disaster, but close to it. With the Colts, man, it's just – it's going to be – I, I haven't seen enough of them yet uh, to to really know. Other other than that, that kid running back, uh, it's going to be really awkward seeing Philip Rivers. I haven't seen a lick of of him playing there yet. I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to see it. Um, what kind of numbers is he putting up? I haven't heard him go gangbusters in any any fantasy leagues. Yeah, I don't feel like Philip Rivers has uh, very good chemistry with. Uh... T.Y. Hilton or uh, any any of his uh, receiving backs. Plus, the game plan is designed around handing off the ball. I mean, it just it is, and it's working. So that's what they're doing. Uh, I'll pull up some Philip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that any um, is there anything to Pagano being there for a few years with us? You know, some team personnel and stuff, knowing him a little bit better, where they might be able to get around some of the blitzes and whatnot because they they know exactly what to expect from a guy like that or nah, that, that doesn't really no. translate. All right. In the, in the first two games, we're, we're three weeks in now. Yeah. In the last two games, 
Phillips threw the ball 25 times against the Vikings, 21 times against the Hopeless Jets. Now, uh, he did play an outliner in week one. He threw the ball 46 times, which is insane, for 363 yards. Um, but, yeah, his completion rate, nothing stands out as exciting. Three games, he's had one touchdown per game. Okay. So, I mean, that kind of tells you where, where this team is. They're pounding the ball yep. on the ground between uh, Naheem Hines and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yep. And, uh, and like I said, you know, if, if um, Marty Ball, if old Schottenheimer Ball is working for you, if you could establish the run, um, shout out to those guys, uh, my favorite fantasy statistical site, um, you're going you're, you're gonna to go ahead and you're going to win games if it works, and it's working. So Okay. Uh, this ties in a little bit. Uh, Mo Alley Cox is uh, only owned by nine percent of teams, and I've noticed uh, for tight ends because I, I lost a tight end in uh, Goddard, is it? Uh, uh, in 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 one of my leagues. So, uh, do you have numbers? That, and you can get there soon, like on on how the Bears are against the tight end so far. Like, yeah, I mean, I I could, I can give you a, a, a defensive. Uh... We'll get there. I don't know. I, I see him. A couple guys have him as number one at the tight end. Eric Ebron for this week for waiver wires. He's at 26% rostered. Uh, Logan Thomas is also 26% rostered from Washington. These guys yeah. seem to be the consensus one, two, and three in any certain order. Uh, Jimmy Graham's a four, fourth or fifth option there. And then there's another guy uh, looking at like the fifth, fourth, fifth, or sixth option is uh, Greg Olson at 15%. Graham's only on 12% of the rosters out there. Yeah, I would take uh, I would take Greg Olson over Jimmy Graham. You would right now, even though they've they've I mean they've been throwing touchdowns to to Jimmy, and I, I think that Foles would rely they on have. him a little. They have. You're right. Um, I, but I look. I think any smart fantasy league, uh, Logan Thomas is already going to be on a team. LT three is going to be rostered somewhere. Uh, e- Ebram is, is a good pickup. Mo Ali Cox, of course, he was a basketball player. So he's got he's got a big span. He he's got he's got good catching ability. Yep. Um but you know, I mean he he's a he's a dart throw. Um Ooh. The top, my top my Go top tight, tight end is uh Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys, but I, I have a feeling he's gone in most of He's leagues, still so. available in the league that I need him in, 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 in the family league, which no no roster spots added in this one, Al. So a yeah. lot more guys available here than in, like, your league and then in Ross's league where they added a couple uh, IR spots. Um, is IR not available in ESPN, or was that just not a thought as commissioner for the IR you spot? You have a bench. Okay. You have a bench. That's where you put you put a guy. If you, if he's hurt and you, you don't want to hold on to him for four or five weeks, get rid of him. You don't get rewarded because a guy gets hurt. Why do you have a bench? But I don't think you. I don't think it's a reward. I think it's. I think it's an. It's an op, Like if they. If the team has an IR, I. I believe that you should have an IR as well. And hell, you get to stash a player and receive another player to take out of the player pool because yes. your guy's hurt. Yes. No, it's, it, yes. no, no, no. Yes. Yes. That's an advantage. And it is. dildos like this Ross, okay? Let me tell no. you about hey, this Hey, Ross hey, 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 you, you be careful here. Ross does a fine job. He runs a five, fine league. He communicates well. We do fine. 
Yeah, yeah, but let me tell you about this Ross guy. He drafted guys oh, specifically to put on the IR, which most of leagues have rules did. against that because that is the dumbest bucket. So you, you're eventually stacking your roster with two extra guys because they're injured. What a shithead. All right, he wants to run a fair league. I'm calling him out on that in an email and next year's draft because that's some bullshit right there. And I love Ross. I mean, I don't really think he's a shithead. But in, 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 in the case of uh, stashing guys, drafting guys just to put on your IR, that's bullshit, man. Speaking of Ross's league, uh, it was a keeper league this year for the first time. It's my first time ever doing the keeper league. We've talked about it. I had drafted Russell Wilson last year in the ninth round, and I kept him in the night of the draft. When when it happened, you gave me hell for that move. But why would you ever doubt Russell Wilson? He's still a top four quarterback. I grabbed I when grabbed did him. I give you shit for you did the night of. You're like, oh, oh, that's really early. You were looking at your numbers about it. You're like, oh, I that that's going to be way 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 early too. You did. Yeah. Look. Look. Tony, okay. you don't know Ross. Why are you talking you shit about probably, Ross? Get out of here. No, Tony's right. I like this Tony guy. Tony lives about a block away from from your workplace. About a block away from your workplace. I just want you to know. I'm not trying to dox anybody here. Just saying. He's a smart dude. Yeah, I think where you grabbed Ross was probably Ross was probably a bad spot. Like you could have let him go and kept a player with more equity. I don't know who you got you had and who you got rid of. So. Maybe it was a smart move for you. I personally it, wouldn't it, have done it. It, it was. I mean, I think I have a it, it was the pretty smartest good. I think move. I might have gotten it, shot challenge. Do you see? Do you see back here where I have hanging my my uh, my uh, degree back here? Yeah, just take. Well, it's hidden. It's behind. It's over there. It's over there. There's a degree there that talks all about it. Fantasy football guru over there. I kept Godwin too. His injuries are kind of pissing me off a little bit. He and Tom Brady need to go out and have dinner a little bit so they can work on their stuff. What are you talking about? Godwin has been fine. Okay. He had a he concussion. Yeah, yeah. Conc- it's, not a, it's not a leg injury. That's a one game, one or two games. You sit out with a headache, Gross. and uh, you lose like five years off your life, and you might uh, go ahead and get a – Gronk is – to know about these degrees. Who does? They're the fantasy Lord, football degrees. We have degrees hanging in this house. They are, there, are, there are degrees in this house. Am I wrong? Yeah, Lord's degrees in the oven. Those are the only two places you're going to find degrees in the, the Lord's and household. Maybe she she apologized to me for the interruption earlier. Maybe an apology to Larcher would be in order right now. I don't know. Yeah, the fantasy degree. Lauren, how are your fantasy teams? And Tony, I want to know why why your league isn't running. That's crazy. Like She, she has nothing going on with that. Uh, anyway, uh, where were we? What else? Hey, join in on the conversation. Leave, conver- leave a comment there on Facebook Live. That's great and all. Uh, you can join hey, us. Just for the record, I know you're doing plugs, and I shouldn't interrupt you right now, but I just want your wife to know. I want Lauren to know, if she ever needs fantasy help, I'm here for you. Just text me. Oh, I'm more than willing oh, don't, to help don't. you. Don't, don't. No, there's no need. You can, uh, you can take some advice from her. She kicks ass. She's really good at it. Wait, why yeah, am I, getting, sure why am I does, being called but... COVID Clark over here? I don't even understand. Jesus, uh, COVID Clark, that doesn't have a good ring. Um, 760-454-8834, 760-454-8834 should get you in on the phone line. Or if you're feeling snazzy about it, we can get you in on the, uh, on the old video. If you're on a computer or a laptop, 
you can join in. Uh, I, I shared, I shared this here. If you go back on the, uh, no, I'm, I'm a little frozen here. Are you still frozen? That one there. If you go back on the comments, I, I left it there. That's where uh, you can join us right here live tonight. Guys listening to us via podcast, thank you so much. Uh, you can pick us up at most of the places you get podcasts. And I don't know if we can announce this yet, Al, but uh, either by next week or the following week, those folks at Twitch, we're having some discussions right now trying to figure out our contract. I gotta, I'll, I'll fill you in on the contract discussions after the show larger with Twitch, but we might be on. Yeah, I am frozen too. I, I already used that one earlier. Neat. Let it go. I said that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we should be there with, with the Twitch folks. All, all the cool radio shows are going Twitch. Have you noticed that? They're all, they're all just pumping out Twitch. Twitch, 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 Twitch. Pay attention. And a lot of the guests are now on Twitch too. So your radio is, I, I just wonder if the, um, I wonder if Twitch radio listener who listens only via like the car radio and whatnot, if they're getting annoyed by all of the Twitch plugs on all of the, on all of the shows there. Yep. All I know about Twitch is that you could uh, watch me play video games on it, but I've never uh, hooked it up. So uh, as soon as I get that going, you're going to be able to watch me play some Madden. Oh, you can sweet. watch me play uh, video games. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how people make money doing this, but if people are getting paid to play video games, by God, I should I should be like uh, That's it. the Joe Montana of this thing. You should be. You, you could be. Yeah, you get this. Um, I feel. By the way, Mike. Mike Evans, week one, six targets, five catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Who are you talking about? Fantasy points. Why are you bringing up Mike, Mike Evans? Evans? Oh, I'm sorry. Chris Godwin. <laughs> I, I was talking Godwin there. I knew you were. I knew you were. Nailed it. Hey, where, you. Where'd, you get the FT, then, uh, where'd you get the FTR shirt, pal? Did it come in a box? Yeah, it was the, the loot crate of uh, pro wrestling teams. Nice. I like it. Club above. I like it. Nerds. And let me just give a shout out to your uh, your, Stur- your your Sturgill Simpson uh, in the background there. That's pretty great. Uh, yep. Yeah, it is beautiful. Well, so back to the wires. Yeah. Defenses. You Denver playing the Jets Thursday night. The Jets are terrible. Denver has. You know, he's got the old Bears head coach as their uh, – well, here's here the, the two former Bears head coaches. You have the uh, dipshit who was probably the worst coach we've ever had in the history of the Bears. He coaches the Jets now. And then you have the old grumpy Dang. guy who was in charge of the defense. He, he, he coaches Denver now. And now they're battling it out. And uh, the Jets are so terrible. And that coach is so horrible. What's his name? I don't even remember the guy's name. He Gase. Was our coach. Adam Gase uh, was the yeah, was the offensive coordinator, and then uh, Vic Fangio. Fangio, what what happened over there? You got a fire? Yeah, I like. No, that was Gase when he got a when oh, they were yeah. interviewing him when he got the one job. of his first Jets interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, Fangio. It's one of those things out when when he was getting these interviews and he, he he had a couple years where he was a top prospect for a head coaching job, right? Fangio had been with the with the Niners with with Harbaugh out there where they had a great defense. Then he came to Chicago and had a great flipping defense with with the Bears. Uh, and and when he's getting these interviews, you're like, 
I don't know, Vic, you're kind of a lifer here. Like you're doing great as a defensive coordinator. Perhaps this isn't the right job for you. And so far the, the proof is in the pudding, my man. And it, it doesn't look like it's there. They, they've given up some leads just like, uh, just like Atlanta as well. Like, I don't think their fourth quarter exists. Do you remember the Bears' first game against him last year? When they yeah. snuck out that victory uh, with like, uh, did they win by an extra point or a two-point conversion? It, was, it came down to the last second. Like, there was no way that they should have won that game at the time. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, back, back to your waiver wire, my friend. I thought something was. I thought something was like uh, stinking in here. I, I mean, I smelled my hand. I didn't know what it was. Then I remember I lit a scented candle before the show started. <laughs> Wait, how, is the, is it contained? Is the is the fire yeah, of the candle yeah, contained? Yeah. All right, just just. Double it's like check. a cedar smell, you know. So yeah. it was kind of just mixing with other things of smoking, and it just. Uh, what I enjoy right. about doing the show with you is I get a little bit of the sounds of Elston in the background, and it's oh, great. Yeah. It's great. Is he straight, man? Yeah. That's Chicago. That's what you hear. That is Chicago. Yeah. You know, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. not the, the suburbs you live in. Uh, before you go to that, so, is Deontay Johnson going to have a con- concussion protocol for the end of the week? I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, it seems like it seems like a guy generally sits the week after the concussion. Yeah, so. well, yeah usually. Yeah. Man, that, that really hurt me this week uh, in uh, DraftKings. I was smart enough not to go all in on him because he was so chalk. I was underweight uh, as opposed to the field, but yeah. 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 All right. Back to your wire. Let's see. Let's go back to the wire. Uh, yeah. Lauren's interested. She's got a lot of cues on that roster. So she there we go. Some, Here's your waiver wire, some, Lauren. Some depth. Right now, tonight, tonight's waiver wire Eve. Like you want to go and make these decisions now. Uh, what do you need? Type it in there. What do you need? Do you need a quarterback? you need a running back? What do you well, need? I'm going to go to wife. All right. I'm, I'm going to go enough, uh, enough playing to the wife there. Where, I'm, I'm all right, go pal. To... Where are you going? You fired her as executive producer a while ago, so I shouldn't let her run the show anymore. So let's go. That's right. I am going to the wide receiver <laughs> position because I think there's a lot of intrigue there. A lot of people looking for some steals. I'll follow some, you there. You know, most of these steals I already have on my roster because I drafted them or, or picked them up last week. Yeah. But – uh, we'll we'll go ahead and go through some of these. Number one, I think should be uh, rostered in most leagues already. But a lot of the people were dropping him because he wasn't getting the production they thought. Christian Kirk um, ah. is a must buy. Grab him. Make sure you have him. If you if you have him and you you've been down on him, believe me, things are going to get better. Um, the the uh, Thank you. challenges coming up. The opponents is coming up versus him. Um, he's starting to walk into some cakewalks. Christian Kirk is a guy you want on your roster. He's a guy you should have on your roster. And uh, if not, and you can get him, get Christian Kirk. Uh, Justin Jefferson went off for what? 187 yards. There you go. Crazy as they in Minnesota, they asked another player to step up and be, be relevant on the offense in Minnesota, because you knew, and one of the great things about being a fantasy player when a team only goes to like two or three guys, and there's a couple teams like this. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, Marquise Brown or uh, the tight end, Mark Andrews are going to get the ball, and that's it. Yep. Of course, and then your, your quarterback um, to stack with those guys in Lamar Jackson. But you know those are the only plays. Um, 
Minnesota was exactly the same way. You know, you know, Adam Thielen is going to get all the targets and Cook is going to get all the handoffs and that's it. That's it. Well, why do, why do I see Brandon, uh, Brandon? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, you're talking about Jefferson. Go ahead. So now they ask another person to step up and, and give that offense something else to work with. And that guy is Justin Jefferson. This is a team that wants to pass the ball. This is a team that runs the ball effectively, which should open up the passing game. And we saw that happen last week when this kid went off out of nowhere, uh, zero ownerships in DraftKings uh, for, for 187 yards. And I think two touchdowns, crazy. Three on the list is uh, Brandon Aon. There it is. Well, I think you were about to say something yeah. about. Yep. Um, I got I got a couple different guys uh, that I'm looking at. Like uh, it's bouncing around. Like it, it looks like he's like the second and third best choice for a few guys, but also like Kyle Yates rates him down at nine. My guy Kyle Yates that I'm looking at, like the ninth best option at wide receiver. He's only owned by 22 percent right now. By the way. Yeah, what do you I think? him a lot in uh, in the actual draft. And, I mean, he's a guy who's definitely floating on the, well, maybe I should get rid of this guy when I'm looking for roster space. Uh, but, listen, Garoppolo is going to come back at quarterback. He's not, he's not out for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the San Francisco 49ers have to throw the ball. I mean, they're going to play from behind. This is a beat-up, bad team. Their defense is not – like, if you still think this is a San Francisco defense team of last year, I mean, you're not paying attention. This is a really bad defense right now. They're going to be playing from behind, and they're going to be throwing the ball, and AOC is going to be that guy. And as much as you want talent on your team, when it comes to fantasy football, what you want is opportunity. And against the Giants – you know, with Kittle out, he got eight targets, um, caught five balls, went 70 yards. Uh, while they were in the red zone, he was targeted two times. They gave him three rushing attempts for 31 yards, which one of them went for a touchdown. So they want to get him involved, they, whether it's trick plays where they're handing the ball off to him or they're looking at him in the red zone or they're throwing to him eight times. This is a guy who, who opportunity exists for, and you want to buy an opportunity. And the offense and the injuries are going to start coming around, and the team is going to start getting better. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's going to be a good team, but opportunity exists on bad teams, and that's what exists here with uh, Brandon Ayak. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I see that completely. I needed uh, Lamar Jackson to have a bad game. But it kind of started, and I needed. But I also had a, a layer uh, for Kansas City going. Uh, what 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 concerned me, you know, and this is how fantasy football goes, as you know, was that Jackson was in a mode where he's throwing or or he or running, of course, but where where they're throwing, and that's where the the either garbage points or the comeback points, right, Al? So that's why your bad teams can still score points because either Listen. either can't. I mean, Kansas City looks like they're going to roll. Um, that offense is more spectacular than last year. So they're going to be sitting guys for the third and fourth quarter a lot, which is going to open up the opportunity for other teams to score some points against them. That's it. Absolutely. Bad teams can score. There's an argument players make that is so fundamentally wrong 
where you you point out a player like, hey, you know, this guy, you know, he, he got like seven targets and went for 80 yards. Well, half of that was in garbage time when they were losing and they were just throwing the ball. Well, why are you discrediting that? Yes, garbage time matters. Balls are still being thrown. You know, aggression right. is ramped right. up. Right. And, you know, they're going for big plays. That's when, you know, when the Bears were losing and it looked like it looked bad and they took out Trubinsky and put in, Trubinsky. Uh, you know, when I, really, do we ever really need to learn his name? I was right on that all along. What, what was the guy's name from last year? Chase Chance from the last Chance couple of years? The quarterback. Chance the long snapper. Chance the QB. <laughs> yes, 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 um, yes, yes. I got to write that down. Chase Daniels? That's it, that's it. I think it was, yeah, Chase Daniels. Oh, yeah, who knows? He was he was really expensive. So, you know, and we had we had our backup all along in Treminsky. Yeah. So uh you know, they just they got a starter in falls. Man, I'm playing a see I'm playing franchise mode in Madden with the Bears, and uh, I was looking at benching Mitch Treminsky, and uh I mean he, he's rated at like a seventy two and uh Foles is rated at a seventy one. So it's like ah, I'll just stick with Mitch. But yeah, I, I can't wait till the off season so I can figure out my quarterback situation. Oh um, shit! To bring in one more person, Jesus, I, I may have to let you go for a minute with Kellen here for a second, and then and then just let him come in because I, I don't uh, that feature is not going to be available. Kellen, I, I appreciate you listening, but I don't think oh Tony chimed in and said it's Chase Daniels, by the way. See, Tony, like I say, this Tony knows his shit. Give me a second. Yeah, go with what you were saying there. Let, give me a second with Kellen here. All right. You go play with Kellen. Uh, also, let's see, I'll just do some more uh, wide receiver options. Uh, another guy I've been sitting on that's finally coming to fruition, Ellen Lazard with um, Brian, with Don, Devontae Adams down. Um, he very well, it's a concussion, so he very well may be back. Or actually, I think it's a leg injury. He may be back week four. And I think Lazard's value drops a little if you, you're going to start giving uh, the balls, you know, the 18 targets to Devontae Adams. Um, but Lazard, Lazard had a big week. You know, Rodgers trusts players. He like Brady. Brady's the same way. If he trusts you, you're going to see the ball. If he doesn't trust you, you're out there as a decoy or you're blocking. And uh, Lazard uh, – is a guy that Rogers trusts and throws the ball to. So he's a good pickup. Anthony Miller, you know, I, I know, I know Mooney's an option with the bears, but Anthony Miller is going to still going to be a go-to. And uh, now that you have quarterback play, that's probably going to target a lot more of the middle pass game. Um, I, I think Anthony Miller could, could see some value. So he may be worth a dark throw on. Keneal uh, Harry, over there with the uh, Patriots, um, he's seeing the ball. He's getting targets. Uh, I played a lot of them this week in DraftKings. I thought he, he he came in cheap, and if he could just get me eight nine points, uh, he would be fine. I mean, this week he's he's at four grand, and I don't remember being upset about him or being excited about him, which was kind of the play. I I knew he'd fall somewhere in the middle. Oh yeah, he only put up five points, so that that was a kind of a bust. He did see four. He saw four targets, only caught two balls. The week prior to that in Seattle, which that game script was off the hook, 
Um, there were just so many plays. Uh, he saw 12 targets. In week one, he saw six targets. So, you know, if you think this week was just an outlier where, where they, the Raiders found a way to shut him down, um, he's a guy, again, seeing targets. He's seeing opportunity. And uh, moving forward, uh, I believe they have a softer schedule. And, well, I mean, this week they're playing the Chiefs. He's gonna, he's, they're going to throw that ball a lot. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I can see why Harry, Harry comes into play. I see a few things about um, a, a, a shout out to an old local bar that I like to go to around the corner. Uh, a friend of ours, Dimitri there, uh, T Higgins. Uh, T Higgins <laughs> is getting a little bit of love out there. He's only owned by 6%. Uh, Burroughs throwing to him over in Cincinnati. Uh, take a flyer on him. If you're really desperate in a, in a 12 team league, I would say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm probably not going there, but it, it's not a, it's on the board. I mean, I have him on my sheet as well. So. Well, I might go there. He might be a bit of a jerk face, but I'll go there. That's for sure. It is a bit of a jerk face. Um, do you want to take a, a quick break on talking about fantasy football? And we'll go to the airwaves. Uh, we can't see his lovely face today, but I'm thinking that maybe we should go uh, to the operator of, let's be honest, like he's the guy who runs the show over at Beer Down. Uh, he's got a brother over there with him that, that uh, does a bit of uh, a few things with him, but hell you're filling in for him this week. I'm sure that I'll be filling in for him next week. Uh, Hey, Kellen, how you doing tonight, brother? Oh man, you know, I'm listening to the show guys and I'm doing good, but a lot of fantasy and not a lot of reality talk here. (laughs) Al, we we already talked the reality. I mean, it's it's still a house of cards, my friend. Oh, well, uh, we know it, but hey, there's some hope. I mean, come on. The Bulls bed Sunday. That's pretty spectacular. Um, it was serviceable. It was great. It was fun to see them be able to have an offense that worked really well, right? I mean, I'm not saying spectacular, no. You're playing a team. Listen, the backup to the backup to the backup of a cornerback was playing football. A guy they signed <laughs> Thursday was playing cornerback. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, how did you not put up 50 points? Yeah, but, well, they should have done that from the start, but, you know, you had Mitch Trubisky at the helm. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, come on, is the experiment finally over? Are we finally done with it? Yeah, it's over, man. Oh, it's gone. God, let's hope. Because, I mean, the kid had to, you know, it sucks it didn't work out. But, you know, Pace is never going to live this down. It was maybe one of the worst draft moves in all of football history. He should be banned from the game. He should get the Pete Rose banned from football. And uh, not <laughs> He shouldn't even be – they shouldn't – like, if he calls Comcast and he's like, I want the NFL ticket, they should be like, sorry, man, you're on the list. No, sorry. You've lost that privilege. Yeah, Go yeah it's, it's pretty terrible. Boy. I mean – he, especially, you know, especially Watson and Mahomes now were right for the picking. And you select a kid from North Carolina who, you know, that's what that school's known for is football. That's what they put out all the time. A, 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 a backup from North Carolina, which I asked Al earlier. Yeah, hey, uh, who was he backing up for those couple of years before he started those 11 games? Uh, and where uh, the fuck is he? I can't remember the guy's name, but he was playing in the – he was a backup in the XFL this year. And he was starting over <laughs> <Really>? Mitch. <laughs> yeah, he really was. 
Uh, he was a backup up. in the XFL this year. Honestly, if football yeah. had a sense of humor, the Bears should just bring him in as a, as a joke. <laughs> Let him start. <laughs> just be like, we do this, guys. We got, we got the starter. The guy who's in front of Mitch. Pace is going to, like, try oh, to would. save his job. He's going to try to save his job and bring in that guy now. We'll trade for him. That would re- that would really just blow Mitch's head off, wouldn't it? Have to compete with him again and probably lose your job to him again. I mean, the real reason Mitch started that senior year is because it was pretty much by default. Yeah. They didn't have anybody else at North Carolina. I don't understand it. Brandon just chimed in over on Facebook here, and he said that the worst part is we've already won too many games to even think about Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah, I, I wanted the pretty boy. I wanted yeah. them in the draft Yeah. Yeah. He's right. Guys, right. Al, I, and I, I'm getting down here, but this might be uh, back to 2014, the last time that the Bears started 3-0 and and didn't make the playoffs. Like, they did that yeah. then. Like, they, there's still that possibility here that they don't make the playoffs and they're 3-0 and right now. Like oh, I yeah, said, they look at who they played. This is a tough schedule coming up. The cakewalk is over. Boys, it starts Sunday yeah. with the Colts, and then it goes to Thursday night to Tampa. And then you get the cakewalk. You get your last cakewalk. You get a holiday when you play the Carolina Panthers, which there's something in my gut tells me we're going to screw that up. And then you get – Well, was last year? Remember when we were supposed to beat the Giants? What was that? I said, remember last year when we were supposed to kill the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And blew that game. I mean, it's great that they're 3-0, and but, yes, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And I'm just happy going in. It gives me more comfort Sunday knowing Foles is starting. And here's a guy who, hey, he at least started three years in college. Yeah, yeah. Kellen. He won a Super Bowl MVP in the same type of system that he's in now. And he looked pretty comfortable on Sunday. Again, we're here with Kellen Graham, uh, the the man who runs uh, Beer Down. If you're not following them on Facebook yet, you, you, you probably should. It's It's – if you enjoy watching the game with a companion and, and enjoy watching the game and, and being in it emotionally and everything, Kellen is your guy. And Kellen, I'd, I'd just like you to tell me what you were doing the moment that it happened where all of a sudden they come back from commercial and Mitchell Trubisky's talking to somebody else on the sideline. And, and were you wearing your Lance Briggs pants as the game was uh, going on? <laughs> no, I was not. No, I, I was not. I need to start wearing the pants. Actually, I'm, Maybe I shouldn't wear the pants. Maybe that's why they're winning. But I had them close by. I was looking at them at the end of the day. Hey, hang on a minute. Kellen, Kellen I'm well, sorry. Once, Al, did somebody just steal your motorcycle? It's very possible. Okay, just checking. All right, good. All right, Kellen, I'm sorry. Al's vest is back. gone. Yeah, it's gone. Can you bring us back to that moment, Al's- please? Go ahead. Well, yeah, I had checked out mentally. I was, I was done. I was like, this team is just garbage. I can't do this. And so I was, you know, just sitting there staring at and I hear Nick Foles. And I'm like, what? Wait, Nick Foles in the game? Oh, okay. Instantaneously, the excitement's back in. Like, okay, now we might have a shot. And it was just nice, you know, watching Mitch go over there and pout for a little bit, too. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> hey, he came in, and it, technically the guy threw five touchdowns. That Robinson catch, that's 50-50 ball. By rule, it goes to the receiver. That's a touchdown. Stupid Anthony Miller could get some sticky tack. I'm, I'm, with you. I, I'm with you that they shouldn't have overturned the Robinson one. 
But if, if you're looking at he it, had it all the way down. I don't think they should have overturned it. I'm there. That's where I'm at. I, I, I think they should have called. They should have called it an interception and then not overturned it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, once they called it a touchdown, I mean, you're right. I mean, That's according a touchdown. to you know, and if you watch, watch the tape, he has it until he's on his back, and then he rips it out of his arms when he's on his back. So, I mean, his whole body's touching the ground in the end zone, and he came down with the ball. And by the rule, in the NFL rules, it goes to the receiver. I agree. On, on, the, on the eye test, I, Al said the same thing earlier. I said, I said no catch. I said that's an interception on the eye test. But then on the replay, I'm like, there's no way they can overturn this. There's no way. But they did, oh. and that's what happened. And but you brought up Anthony Miller. Yeah, you brought up Anthony. Yeah, exactly. You brought up Anthony Miller earlier. Did you see the overlay of the same the same damn play, the same throw to Anthony Miller where Mitch overthrew him by like three or four yards? And then oh, when yeah, it came, I saw that. And then, when it was Foles, and Foles told him go to the L and ATL and knew that the blitz was coming and threw it and didn't even have a chance to finish his follow-through. I mean, that, that, yeah. that right there, sure. Nick Foles being able to do that in the NFL proves why, why he's did the starting you, quarterback. Did you see yeah. – they go to the sideline. The Bears defense is doing whatever they're doing on the field. They go to the sideline, and there's a shot of this this Nick Foles talking to players, uh, look, looking at things, uh, pointing things talking out. Talking to Coach Nagy. Quarterback is supposed to do. Talking to Nagy, saying, hey, I want to run this. How do you feel about this? If I see him do this, I want to do this. Like, have you ever seen Mitch do that? Do you think? Yeah. Don't you think that Nagy Nagy's been uh, itching to make this call for a minute? But maybe the execs and the guys who made like they said we got. I think he was itching to make this call when they signed Foles. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's wanted. He has some history with Foles and everything too, and Foles knows that style of offense. And I think I think Nagy Nagy like he finally saw his chance. He saw how bad that final interception was and said, "This is it." Oh, that's this terrible. We're going to go with Foles, and we have a great rapport. Guys, I don't know who that Hel- Helen Keller. Helen Keller could have thrown a better pass than that interception. My, you know my mom, my mom, and, and hell, your mom could have, Kellen, my mom could have thrown a better pass than that. That's for sure. Dude, a four-year-old could have. It was the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, I was like, get him out. You got to bench him. And why do you think Nagy makes the move when he does? Because Pace wouldn't let him make that move if they went through, like, you know, let's say they let Mitch finish that game, just probably totally ruin it. And then next week he'd be starting again because Pace isn't going to let that happen because he can't admit. He just can't admit that he was wrong. Yep. Did you see when they showed Mitch on the sideline and he was uh, deactivating his Facebook account because people were saying mean things? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that and his Twitter probably. He's not on that anymore. Hey, pal. All right. Al? Um, larger. 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 Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll move along. Seven seven uh, seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. If you'd like to join us, but right now we are with Kellen Graham of Beer Down. Hey, uh, you're in about the third or fourth season of this thing. How how is Beer Down going for you? Kellen? Yeah, that's going pretty well, man. And uh, yeah. we're doing all right. I started doing all the editing by myself now, so oh, I got that you? going for me. Oh, that's 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I know that's a lot of hard work and stuff to, and it does, it is time consuming to learn that kind of thing, but I hope you're having fun with that at least. Oh, well, it's great. Now I don't have to rely on anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Do it all myself, you know. But no, it's going great. And hopefully, picks up Steve. The the better the Bears do, the better Beer Down does. Amen. The more interesting. Let me ask you guys. All right. We know Pace is a problem. Is is Nagy a good coach? Or is Nagy a suffering coach because of the front office? I man, it's got. I think Nagy's. I don't know yet because Nagy had Mitch Trubisky, who he didn't draft Mitch, so it's not like Nagy drafted Pat Mahomes. He was with the Chiefs, remember? So you know he's in that room with Andy Reid, saying, "Let's get this kid." Right, right, right. So you know he kind of inherits Mitch Trubisky, who. You know, Mr. Bisky has all the physical capabilities you'd love to see in a quarterback. He's great in the pocket. He's good on the run. He can throw on his feet, but everything else about him, his mechanics are terrible. He cannot read a defense, I don't think, to save his soul. I mean, all you got to do is show a little bit of movement. He doesn't know what's going on. He's a deer in headlights, and he can't control his arm. Like, he's got a big arm, but every time he throws a pass, it's 10 yards too deep. So I think, I think Nagy, now let's see what he does with Nick Foles, who, hey, Philadelphia ran the same type of offense pretty much that Nagy is. It's very similar. And Nick Foles thrived there. Mm-hmm. So let's see if he gets in this offense. He knows how to run it. Maybe Nagy will see some different shit out. You know, I don't know. Guys, but I think I, pace has really hindered him. Yeah. You said pace there, and that's exactly what I'm thinking with him. Uh, I think it's safe to say that he's not the guy that brought the Saints to what they to what they were. Like he didn't bring them to the prominence that they had. Would I be wrong on that? Like it, it's apparent that he's not the mastermind behind it all. I, and that's too pace bad. Or I made a mistake. Pace Ryan Pace, who brought the Saints. Oh, dude, because he came from I the Saints. I was just thinking about. Dude, Ryan Pace, I mean, come on. Look at his dra- – his first draft pick was Kevin White. Go- bust, gone. The guy's gone. I don't even think he's playing football anymore. Oh, somebody signed him. Who? I got to look that up. The Cardinals did last year, but I think they let him go. I don't know if Vin- he's playing anywhere. Leonard Floyd, bye-bye. Never worked out. Never even came close to what he was supposed to be. I mean, the- Mitch Trubisky, I mean, come on. And you gave away <laughs> how many picks? Three, four picks. And, you know, you build this awesome defense and give away a boatload for Cleo Mack, and it's just not working out. Yeah. Like, you know, in the defense, too, people are like, you know, oh, they're not playing. I'm like, well, think if you're that defense and every game you're in a 16, 20 point hole. Yeah. You're, you're getting back. You're out there. What do you got to play for? Yeah. You like, brought great. up. Here we are again. You brought up Leonard Floyd there. Uh, how the eye test so far after three games? Uh, what do you think of his uh, replacement, Quinn? Uh, we're in the same number in there. I mean, he had you know a couple of good plays against the Giants, but last week I didn't really see anything that you know. Oh my God, the one I guy, don't... the two guys on that defense, the only two guys that have been really consistent week in and week out on that defense are Akeem Hicks, the best player on the team, and Kyle Fuller. 
Yep, Other than yep. that, I mean, Khalil Mack had a pretty decent game last week, but it's still, dude, for what you're getting paid and you're supposed to be, you know, top three in the league, um, I don't Kellen, care this, if you're getting held in double teams. Uh, my, my partner here, Al Archer, brought it up, Kellen, or, earlier that it, it does appear that a lot of, uh, like Khalil Mack this season so far, his numbers that aren't showing up on those stat sheets, he's been great. Al, you mentioned on the run, and I've heard a few things like this last game, his numbers were pretty close to off. Like, they were top of the league with what yeah, he was doing Sam in there. Sanders, this week, Sam somebody this week they, I think, was much better. That, uh, that showed uh, the quality of uh, run stuffing and uh, the, the, uh, on defense, and he's, he's ranked very high. Um, I, think, I think he was, like, second. So he's doing things we just may not be able – we may not see or, or it's showing up in the stats. But, I mean, he's out there doing a job uh, – but yeah, but I think right. for the bear, I think for the Bears to really be a viable team, though this defense has to be what it was, you know, two years ago, in 2018, when they, you know, they were forcing turnovers, they were getting pressure. I mean, you, teams couldn't even think with what they were doing, and then that way, because your offense is not that strong. Yeah. From what I, you know, and, and unless you can give them some breathing room, I just don't know how they're going to keep this up all year. From what I see from uh, from Kevin White was that uh, four weeks ago he signed with San Francisco, three weeks ago he was cut by San Francisco, and now he's on their practice squad. Look, if the All forty right, so. who have nobody playing football don't want you, it's not a good sign. Yeah. All right, Brandon. No, Brandon in here. Uh, with, if you take Trubisky out of it. Uh, is paid that awful. Cohen, Montgomery, Eddie Jackson, Miller, Jalen Johnson, Mooney. Well, Rob, I don't can't say anything about Jalen Johnson or Mooney. Like, those guys have had three games under their belts against shit teams. Mooney made some big drops. Mooney had a drop last week you, for a touchdown. He, he shows promise. You can bring up Jalen Johnson so does far. look good. Both of them so far, you can bring but, up there's and, potential for both of them, for both Mooney and, and Johnson. There is potential. Potential for both those players. That's it. But, yeah, so far, and no, really, that's, Eddie, that's, Jackson, Eddie Jackson, Eddie Goldman was a good pick. But other than that, more he's done more bad than he has done good. Face. Eddie Jackson? I mean, he, blew, he, blew the Kevin, he blew how many first-round draft picks? Kevin White, oh, blowing. Leonard Floyd, blowing. Mitch Trubisky, blowing. I mean, you're allowed to miss I, as, a, as a GM, right? Tariq Cohen, come on, man. What, the, what has Tariq Cohen done since his rookie year? Yeah. I don't know. Nothing. Not, not much. And no. I don't think that's all Tariq's fault. That they can't run Nagy's offense. You can't run him because Mitch Trubisky is incapable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really, what does Tariq, what did Tariq Cohen really do? Not, not a whole lot. He, uh, and Eddie Jackson, I mean, Eddie Jackson fell off big time last year. Not his fault. It's ha-ha, Cole Dick's going to play his position. I think Cohen's just too small. Like, he, he can be fiery. He can be exciting. It, it, it can be fun to watch. But, yeah, I mean, you might be honest. Cohen's good on, like, a Patriots, man. Like, that's what – Cohen's good on a team that, you know, you can throw him out of the backfield with some running backs and then give him a pass and let him take off running. But I just don't see – the Bears can't ever set those plays up. They try. Brandon. And then, you know, the guy, 
guy ended up getting hit 10 yards yep. behind the line. Bryant, Brandon, Brandon bringing up uh, A-Rob here a, a couple minutes back there. Uh, he, he looks like he's a little happier uh, with the quarterback decision. I know that the team, there were some team uh, tensions here the last couple weeks, uh, a few weeks before here. Uh, it's time to extend the guy probably, but uh, how happy does he have to be with Nick Foles? That was a hell of a game of, of a third game that he had. That was kind of his coming out part. Look at the stat sheet. I mean, I'll explain it. 10 catches, 100, what, 25, 28 yards receiving for him. You know, could have had two touchdowns. He's got someone that can throw him the ball. And the other thing about Foles, he can make those back shoulder throws. He knows where to place the ball for receivers. Mitch Trubisky could not do that. Yeah. You know, people are worried, you know, oh, he, he's not a mobile quarterback. Trubisky could run. That's about all he could do. It's like he, you don't need to be mobile if you can move the ball downfield. And when you have a back like David Montgomery, who you just need to keep feeding that guy the ball about 25 times a game, get him going. Because once he gets going, he starts getting big runs. And you don't need a guy that, you know, can scramble in the pocket. I don't want him scrambling in the pocket. I want the line to hold up enough the guy can sit back and make a throw. So far this season, over 70%, like it's like 73% of his yards have come after the first hit with Montgomery. And that's the guy that came as advertised when they drafted him out of Iowa State. That's what he was known for. I think last year was a lot of it spent. Maybe he got, I can't tell, but maybe he got a little bigger, but I, I think learning the speed of the game, and now he is second currently. And you know it's only a three-game sample, but he's currently second in that number of having 50% of them after the first hit. Well, yeah, he's finally getting the ball. Last year they didn't run the ball. Every week, Nagy would be like, yeah, we need to run the ball more. We'll have to figure that out. What do you mean figure that out? You're the fucking head coach, man. That's your job. You're sitting here telling us you need to run the ball more, and then the next week you turn around and you run it 14 times. And he's, like, run it four times in the first quarter, not run it again at all, and then, like, 11 times in the fourth. It's like, what are you doing? Atlanta you doesn't need have to throw 60 times. He's going to get run. So, I mean, you throw. You throw the ball in that game. Like, I don't think that that's any conclusion there. People always want the ball handed off. But statistically speaking, I mean, running teams don't even exist anymore besides the Titans who aren't winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, people want passing. It's a passing but, league. That, but, that, that's what the game is. But they are, they are running it more. And it, if they can get some leads, then, then they'll get a lot more yards as well. If they can that, that's that. what I'm saying. Like, if they can start having some offense, that like, hey, we can go out and run the ball. And then when we pass, we're actually going to move the ball downfield. Our receivers have confidence this guy's going to make the throw. Hey, guys, Al, so, I mean, uh, you got to go out there with Mitch and be like, what's, I, a, what's this guy going to yeah. do? I meant to bring this up earlier, but on the Nick Foles, if, does he make our defense better? Because the Bears are probably going to be on the field a little bit longer, a little bit yeah. more, gas the defense, give, yes. give the defense a chance to grab, grab some air, things like that. Am, am I wrong yeah. on that? No, that's, yes. that's that's what you want. You want them to sustain drives, score points. Um, yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. That not be on the field for three quarters of the game. That's why I don't know, Al. I know it's a tough schedule coming up, but part of me, and, and that's probably the fan, the fandom in me, is telling me that, hey, I think that we there's a way that we can pull these games out. Who the hell is this team? And you you, you got to remember, we're just a couple years removed. 13 and 3. 
Yeah, it looked like a different team that year. Yeah. Everything was working. All Nagy's little Willy Wonka plays, every single one of them worked out. Mitch Trubisky actually looked like, okay, this guy might actually be viable for about six games. And then, you know, everyone forgets, too, the end of that season, before the double double doink, what did they lose? The last four games? Yeah. Five, including that playoff game, I think. So the last five games of the season, they lost straight. And they haven't recovered since. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they lost the last four and then lost the playoff game to the Eagles. Well, uh, it's been a fun and uh, interesting season so far. I, I'm glad that football has been able to happen. Uh, I hope that, they, that, that uh, the setback down in Tennessee hasn't, hasn't slowed it down at all. But it'll be a lot of fun catching you, Kellen, on Beer Down. Guys on Facebook, follow oh, yeah. them over at Beer Down. You can catch a new show from them weekly following every single Bears game. Uh, maybe, I, maybe just, maybe you want to up your guest list a little bit, you know, here, here or there, like, uh, oh, yeah. I'm not what saying that John, I'm, uh, Clark, huh? I didn't, you know, I didn't know if you living out in, you know, suburb land over there that uh, that was going to be feasible city, for it. you it's in the city. Damn it. It's in the city. I have a Chicago address. Addison. suburbs of Chicago. Uh, I, I do have a little bit of availability uh, uh, on certain days, uh, it, on like three out of five days of the work. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. We can talk about it. Kellen, thanks so much we'll for joining us. coordinate. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, good talking to you guys, man. Thanks a lot good for having me on. And, uh, let's go Bears. Yep, Bear Down. See ya. Bear Down, buddy. Right, right, have right, a good one. See ya. Right. Yeah, Kellen Graham there. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I, I just wanted to change it up and add some fire i'm glad he was able to join us big uh big fan of uh the uh, grateful dead i believe yeah i i would agree uh shoot i i went to a grateful dead concert a few weeks back about a month or two ago driving concerts out yeah, let me tell you something if they could find a way to make Golden that Clark. no if they could find a way to make that work forever after all this shit's done like driving like al you just drive to your spot and you bring your own everything and you don't have to walk a thousand miles. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They should do driving football. It'll be a lot easier to get to Soldier. I don't go to Soldier Field because of that. Reason. I know. So while you guys were uh, bloviating, I was looking at uh, the pro pro football focus. Yeah, uh, I was looking it. at their grades, their scouting grades. Yep. Uh, they, they of course every position and looking at the Bears. So Johnson over there, number thirty three, uh, Jalen Johnson. Uh, the rookie who played for the Utes. Yeah. Big fan of Utah Utes. Clark, yep. you a Ute? Yep. Uh, I'm not a Ute. Um, drafted in the second round is grading out right now out of 109 quarterbacks, cornerbacks, he's grading at 19. Wow. Okay. So that that's one of the better cornerbacks. Meanwhile, on the other side, Kyle Fuller, out of 109 cornerbacks, is grading out at six. So you have the number six and the number 19 cornerback. Um, over at the back end of that, Eddie Jackson, out of 80 safeties graded, and he's only grading out at a 30. Okay. Uh, not having the best year. Meanwhile, uh, Gibson Sr., uh, the, the, uh, the other safety, 
He's rating at out of a hundred out of eighty safeties, twenty-third. The problem is you look at the linebackers, our highest rated linebacker outside of Cleo Mack, who by the way, a left outside linebacker, out of hundred and ten at the position, he's ranked number two. So Cleo Mack is statistically having a fantastic year. Uh but Robert Harris, he's 46 out of 121 at defensive tackle. Uh, Nicholas, 45 out of 121. Hicks is grading 67th out of 121. Uh, Mingo, uh, new right side linebacker, 52 out of 110. Trevathan at your uh, right inside linebacker, 72 out of 77. Damn near pit bottom of the league right now. Danny Trevathan playing like absolute dog shit. And uh, Smith uh, is graded at 28 out of 77. So that's why Danny's you know, been not playing as much. Like he hasn't been in there as much, Trevathan. I, I I don't believe. Like I think they might be fading him out. Wow. Uh, so far they look pretty damn good right there. Yeah, but there, I mean, there's some glaring holes. I mean, you want to know yeah. what they're at, how they're good at uh, how good they are at defending the tight end. I didn't get to look. But looking at the uh, sheet, I can tell you right now they're not very good at top of the tight end. Yeah. Because that's yep, the job yep, of your linebackers yep, yep. and your safety. Yep. Well, then there you go. And that's Al. not getting done. So. Well, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. in the offense, uh, besides what Cody White, Cody White here is grading ninth out of thirty-four centers, um, whereas our offensive line, basically everyone's ranked twentieth out of about eighty. So. Actually, pretty good. They're they're ranking really good. Jimmy Graham at tight end, fifty three out of sixty seven, just play, playing like shit. Miller seventy two out of one hundred and eighteen. Allen Robinson eighth out of one hundred and eighteen, and Mooney fifty five out of one eighteen. So, I mean, there's just some scores to look at. Montgomery, I don't know if I mentioned it, eleventh out out of fifty four running backs. Okay. <laughs> so there's positives. I mean, the the, the team. Team isn't a complete uh, dumpster fire, but yeah, no, we'll see. And uh, we don't know who they've played besides Atlanta with the good offense. We don't know who that defense has played. We'll see. They, right. they're, they're about to find out, I guess. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to look at our scoring versus. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 We're not, we're not, it's not going to be fun this weekend. No. Okay. Right now, going up against Allen Robinson, you have the number one graded cornerback in football and Xavier Rhodes, uh, four, 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 three speed, four, 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 three. They have exact, um, uh, let's see. Yeah, Allen Robinson in a very tough matchup. He, he's slower than the cornerback. Okay. And uh, he doesn't have uh, very much of a size advantage either. So the number one quarterback is probably – I'm going to take that bet over the number eight wide receiver. Yep. Mooney is going up a guy who's who's equivalent to him. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, that, that defensive line, they, they have the fourth best defensive tackle in football. Then the 88th, 101, 37th. So they got one guy in that defensive line who uh, is going to give uh, Cody White here and uh, Chase Daniel, or Daniel some uh, fight. Okay. They're not very good 
good at linebacker minus uh, the number fifth ranked linebacker, uh, Darius Leonard. So they have one superstar at that level, and then everybody else is average. And then their safeties are good. Uh, I, I can't see us doing much against this team. Try running. You can try running against them. <sighs> but I don't think I don't think this is gonna be a, this is gonna be Foles' come out game. No, I don't know. He, I think they have a better chance than they would have uh, uh, prior with with the fellow playing before him. Uh, wouldn't you think? No doubt. <sighs> no doubt. Well, thank you for cheering me up. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Uh what what's the early for uh the upcoming week in uh in 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 the DraftKings here, Al? You are you're good at what you do. I I I enjoy hearing everything you have to say about daily fantasy football. You're you're kind enough to lend your expertise to me and the loyal Larcher and Lawrence and listener. Thank you for listening to Live at the Sports Attic, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, Al, uh, what do you have going on early on in, in DraftKings? Well, it, I mean, it's hard. It's hard until the research comes out, but yep. uh, let's just see who, who's projecting nicely right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Arizona's going up against Carolina. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's been the number one wide receiver this year, is priced very high, uh, but he's in a very sweet matchup, which actually, if you're playing tournaments, you're going to want to avoid that. Fade on him because everyone's going to be that you you have more you have more paths to failure than you do success at that price point. Cash so games you'll play him. Cash games you'll play him is what you're saying. Um, I want to. I doubt it's going to be cost efficient. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eighty five hundred at wide receivers, huge. Yeah. You know, just to give you, here are the top three prices at wide receiver. Um. Oh, and I'm looking at uh, the full slate. I'm looking through 16 games, so okay, uh, that's all right. I should probably switch to the main slate. But, uh, Hopkins uh, number one at 8,500. 8, 8, 8, yeah. Thomas at 7,600. Lockett at 7,000. Thousand dollar drop. Yep, thousand. That's huge. Drop. Well, 1,500 from first to third there, Al. I mean, you're still getting a good one, but you're saving 1,500 dollars. That's a good point. Hill, Metcalf, Hill's at 69, 6, 6, 9, 6, is Metcalf, uh, 6,800, Stefan Diggs, Allen Robertson at uh, 6,700 there. So that's what Boy, he was really good. He was really good in that game uh, this week. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if he, if he would have gotten that other touchdown, he would have been a 30 point fantasy play. I think he put up 22 points. I had him in some like 60% of lineups and he probably was the reason that saved my ass. As a matter of fact, my my bank account on DraftKings, I went from $200 in profit when Allen Robinson caught the touchdown. And then when they reversed the ruling and said it was an interception, it dropped $200. So massive swing on that one uh, uh, touchdown. Uh, I mean, that's, that's how much volume I had on him. And then yeah. he ended up getting a touchdown later in that game, which uh, ended up, again, probably saving my week. But, yeah, Tyler Lockett is projecting for – 25 points uh, ceiling where DeAndre Hopkins ceiling is 27 points. You're saving $1,500 for a similar ceiling and you're playing the Miami Dolphins. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So, I mean, the concern there in either of those games is that their team, you know, whether it's Seattle or Arizona, team goes up by so many they stop throwing the ball. 
<laughs> but um, I, I feel like Lockett's going to be a, a very, very, very safe and uh, good, good play this week. Okay. People don't like playing Amari Cooper, and uh, I, you know he's a guy whose price keeps going down. Sixty-seven hundred gets you a, a number one wide receiver on a potent offense that's generally near the top of the over and under charts. Um, I've always like faded that. on him. I, I have. I know that. I know that he's had good games and stuff, but it's just. Yeah, that's what I've done. What are you doing? You got more wide receivers there, or what are you doing at running back? Like right now, right right now we start at Camara at eight grand. Uh, Then uh, it's a good price. Well, because they still, you know, they still have a price out McCaffrey at eighty eight hundred. And then you have like Elliott for seventy eight hundred. I'm going down to Robinson there. This is just based off looking at the numbers, but you can save a ton of money. He's facing the 27th-ranked defense uh, at $6,500. Yeah, that sounds like a very chalky play to me. Yeah, um, a lot of people play it. But, but, but uh, the cash game. Do yeah, a lot of I people play just like... from looking at the DraftKings app? So they're like, oh, this guy's playing against uh, an opponent that's 30th against the run. I'll play him. Yes. They're playing yeah. against a team that's fifth. Oh, not, I'm not going to play him. When there's a few that's other why... things that you need to look at. That's why the bulk of your money should be in 50-50 competitions with 20,000 players. So find a 50-50 where if you put in five, you win five, and and look for a field of about 20,000 people because, you know, let's say 10% of those people are the, those guys. Well, now you're you're already 10% above the field, and all you have to do is get to halfway. You don't okay. have to be great. Okay. So, so – you- you need to play in some of that if you, if you want to be successful, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, On the average, if you want to be, I mean, over. right, right, right. Okay. I'm with you. Yep. Uh, let's see. I just lost my screen. No, that's all right. I, I was just wondering if, if you want to head over to quarterbacks or what, uh, no, what I, want to talk, I, I, I want to talk running back. It's just my, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's all good guys. Thank you so much for, uh, for listening to us here at Larcher and Lawrence and live at the sports attic. Uh, you can, uh, you can find us, uh, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. We always put this up on Facebook live as of right now. We're kind of, uh, we are currently in, I think we could talk about it now. Oh, I brought it up earlier in the show, so we can definitely talk about it, but we are in discussions with Twitch. We're working out a contract there. Uh, as soon as as soon as we know what's going on, we'll let you, the uh, the loyal listener, know uh, if we're going to move over to that route. It does seem to be uh, it, it seems to be the move of all of the good shows, and uh, we're just honored to be in those discussions right now. Uh, if you want to join in on the show, well, we have time for one more caller tonight. If you'd like to join in, at 760-454-7604548834. If not, that's fine too. Uh, it, hell, we'll, we'll talk about anything you want to tonight. Yep. Yeah, my unfortunately my stuff's dragging, so I. Uh, no, that's all right. right now. Like uh, mm-hmm. Elliot's seven thousand eight hundred, uh, Cook seven thousand six hundred, Derrick Henry's Who's down. Elliot playing? Uh, Elliot mm-hmm. is playing uh, Cleveland. Uh, they're, they're currently ranked twelfth according to these here. Yeah, Elliot's a must play every week. Um, <clears throat> he just gets so much volume. He's the best running back in football right now, and uh, that price isn't 
look, that's not the price they were charging you for Christian McCaffrey when he was the best wide uh, running back in football. Right. So you're, you're saving, you know, Christian McCaffrey was 10,000, never hit that projection once this year before going down, uh, where Elliott's, what'd you say, 78? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's a sweet spot, man. I, I'm, I'm liking that play right there. See, there you go. That's why he's not chalk. That's, yeah, okay. Learning me something here, partner. I do like that. How do you, what's your general way that you play tight end and and defense? Because generally the numbers go down for those guys, unless you're a, a, a Travis Kelsey and, you know, how do you play that? Well, I'll start with defense. Variance. If you're playing a lot of te- if you're playing like a system of teams, you're playing more than one uh, DraftKings teams, which is generally how you do it. Uh-huh. You want you want a lot of variance at defense. Five or six defenses that you think are gonna are gonna have a chance, and you want to stay away from the chalk because statistically it's shown that following the chalk, following the most played defenses, really doesn't lead anywhere. Oh, that and, makes uh, sense. It, it causes more problems than not. My strategy in almost all aspects of fantasy from cash through um, tournament play is I look for the, the lowest price defense that I'm comfortable with. And I go all in on that defense. Uh, I go like 60% and then I, I, my variance is in the other 40% because um, I want to spend my money at positions that I know are going to put up points. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get lucky Week one, I believe Tampa Bay had one of the cheapest defenses, and it, it ended up putting up 22 points. <laughs> that was my play week one. I was in like 80% on uh, on uh, Tampa Bay's defense. Mm-hmm. They cost um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They cost actually nothing, and they put up points. The Colts, you know, you you look at these defenses that don't cost anything this week. The Giants play the Rams. I'm, I, I don't like that. Detroit plays New Orleans. Not a fan of that. Arizona, Carolina, no. Yeah. But Dallas. Dallas at 33 against Cleveland uh, with Baker Mayfield throwing picks left and right. I mean, that that's a play right there. That, yeah. That's And that's, well, okay, that's one of the highest. I wasn't looking at pricing. Okay. That, that's why it's one of the higher price defenses. Yeah, Makes yeah, sense. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, tight end is an enigma. Tight end is a problem I've never solved, and I think fantasy uh, uh, players in general have a hard time with the tight end position. What I've come to understand at the tight end position is one guy is going to go for twenty points or twenty plus points. There's no way of knowing who that guy is. Oh, yeah. Most guys are going to go for nine points, and uh, bad ones are going to go for five or nothing. I try to find the lowest price guy I think is going to get me nine points. Okay. And I, I think that's the safest bet. I still play a couple guys who I think I might have that shot at that 20. Um, and when you start building lineups, if you're finding you have extra money to spend, then I start spending up at tight end. I start, I start giving myself oh. more, um, more ability at the tight end position. Or if it gets to the point yep. where <laughs> low end wide receivers, I feel like, the higher priced tight ends have a better chance because, you know, a, a high priced tight end might be 5K. If I feel like, uh, 
there, there's a, a tight end and a smash spot at 5K, and the value's there. I might start playing a higher-end tight end because most people go low. Most people don't want to spend that tight end, especially in cash games. You know, guys start, and I'm guilty of this myself. I play a lot of low-cost tight ends. You know, Chris Herndon, the last two fucking weeks, I was a bust with the Jets. Yeah. And then last week, I forgot who I was on. I think he did okay, but it wasn't the, it, it wasn't all that great. Of course, the big play last week, the money play was Goddard, who ends up getting hurt, and I think putting up zero points. So he he got a couple ticks, like maybe. Well, I don't know about in daily, but uh, he got me a point yeah. or two in year long. So like five uh, five points or so. Yeah, 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 somewhere around there. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, again, what days do you usually uh, hit, hit up, like really start getting moving? It's tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, you really start? You wait yeah, on injury I'll reports? Do, tonight I'll do nothing except what we just did and just look look at the prices and go, okay, what am I interested in? <laughs> and then oh, yeah. I, um, we did this last week, too. It, it's nice that you can do that on the show a little bit, just to, just to throw some insights yeah. there. I like that. I have a little cheat sheet I make every week where I, I put every – I have a little graph with all the fantasy players I put in there, and uh-huh. I put in their projected points and their price. And those are the guys – that's how I start crossing players off and looking at prices. And um, I set I set that list up. My top team is the top of the over and under and then to the bottom of an over and under. So I start putting that together tonight, and then as the week goes on, I fill in the information, like – all right, you know, Allen Robinson is going up against a tough uh, cornerback this this week. I'm going to put that in my notes. So yeah. maybe, you know, as excited as I've been to play Allen Robinson, this week I'm probably going to fade him because he had a big week last week. That means the chalk is going to start moving towards him. Casual fans are going to start going, oh, Allen Robinson, and now you got Foles. Let's get in that money train, not realizing that they, they have a hurdle in Xavier Rhodes that is going to make me cautious to make that play. doesn't mean I'm not going to play it. Uh, especially once I look at, at all the pricing and everybody, but right now I'm going to make the note on my sheet that, yeah, I, I think I should worry about this. Yeah. All right. Good. And the over-unders this week, man, there's a lot of uh, games projected at 50 plus points. Oh, I like that. Uh, which game? More than half. Yeah. Which, which games are hitting that? Cleveland Dallas. Once again, uh, Dallas again, uh, Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, uh, Schultz, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott. I mean, these guys are putting up fantasy points, and for some reason, people avoid playing Dallas. They don't go as chalky as you think. Huh. And last week, they were the number one uh, play on the board, and and um, Gallup ended up having the big game. But yeah, you got uh, Dallas versus Cleveland. Uh, you have Minnesota versus Houston. So last week, uh, Watson and the entire Houston Texans were a fade, and that turned out right. And this week, stacking Watson and Fuller sounds like money to me going up against Minnesota. Okay. That game has got an over and under 55 or 54.5. At 54, uh, New England, Kansas City, come on. You know, you know that's going to be exciting. And then at uh, 50, at 54, over and under 54, Detroit, New Orleans. So I think Galladay will be back this week for Detroit. It should open up the passing game. 
give Hawkinson a little air to breathe on the underneath game. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, y'all, I I enjoy doing this show all the time, Al. Oh, were there any final points that you wanted to get to here tonight? It seems like we found our, our strut here by going Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. You can always find us here on Facebook Live, soon on Twitch. What do you think, Al? Ooh, Hunter Henry, 4,600 tight end against Tampa. That's tickling a lot of uh, good nerves. I think okay. it's been a wonderful week. And earlier when the guy said he was, uh, when Tony's like, hey, I got to go watch two old guys yell at each other. I thought he was talking about us. So, Holy shit, Larcher. I thought the same thing, and I just figured that out about a minute ago myself. I thought he was talking about us, and now I figured out that he was talking about the presidential debate. I'll be damned. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you all. We had quite a few. Go ahead. Just remember to water your plants. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Al, let's, uh, let's, let's take this one home, huh? All right. I'll see you, buddy. All right. I'll catch you later. There it is. God, I'll do better on song next week. Are we meeting up for uh, a drink? Uh, yeah. No, we're not. You want to tonight? We could always do, uh, we could always do what all the, all the cool people are doing and do a zoom drink. Maybe. We, we live 10 minutes apart. Let's, uh, let's meet up for a drink this week. If well, we'll talk. We'll figure it out. Maybe maybe tomorrow. All right. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. It's live at the Sports Attic. We'll be back live next Tuesday. Generally, the show is available on podcasts by the end of the night. 